everyone, and welcome to another episode of Rugby with Pads. Um, this is our Week 12 waiver show. I know we haven't quite got Week 11 out of the books yet, but we're going to keep pace and we've got to talk about what's next. Um, yeah, we've got an interesting game tonight, uh, the Monday night uh, football game. Uh, 49ers against the Cardinals. A lot of uh, fancy um, options there for you to have a go out and see if you can reclaim your weekend. Um, I'm I'm in a position where I can't reclaim my weekend on most things. I'm waiting for a couple of things in the balance, but not needing a Monday night miracle, just a Monday night good enough performance. But uh, yeah, we're here, we're here to talk about um, next week, um, but we'll start with uh, our week 11 fancy heroes and villains. And I think there are some interesting names here and there are some people in both columns, in my opinion, for Vastly different reasons than what we would have normally. Um, we're going to start with the heroes first. Let's, let's start positive. It's Thanksgiving coming up soon. So um, for, for all you uh, English people, that is uh, a holiday we don't celebrate, but they do in America. Um, but we remain thankful for things. So let's, let's stay positive this episode. Um, we've got, um, on the one hand, we've got, just, well, yeah, let's start with our fancy heroes before I keep uh, going around in circles here. Um We've got some obvious names and some less obvious names. We'll start with a, a very obvious name and one that who should be in this column on a more regular basis. We've got Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, I, I even commented to some of my friends um, over this weekend. I was like, oh, is Jalen Hurts broken? Because the first half of the game, he just couldn't put it together. Um, there, were, there were some you know, unforced fumbles, unforced errors. There was an inception in the mix. But he rallied to a great performance and a close win in a game that shouldn't have been so fancy relevant for him um but he rallied with his legs for have a great performance and he is our fancy hero of the week at qb um at running back we've got a name who i've been kind of hyping up a little while and who has finally taken the throne as rb1 yes zeke got some touches in the end zone and what have you and it was a bit of a washout game but Tony Pollard is your volume man 37 points on a week it was absolutely amazing performance and it's really great to see someone who was only ever going to be a second string running back really taking ownership of that backfield and being the guy. Yep, Jerry Jones is still going to say, Zeke's my guy. But Tony Pollard was fantastic and he should be applauded as such. Um, a name that I never thought I would see in this column. I'm going to put him in here. He wasn't the best on the week, but he was the most surprising. And I had to play him in a couple of places because of buys and the fact that one of my teams is absolutely awful. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but Alan Robinson, he's my wide receiver um, hero of the week. It's only 15 points, but based on his previous performances this year, I think that's warranted of, of a round of applause. Everyone clap. Uh, hopefully you can hear that. Um, all it took was Cooper Cup to be injured to get him involved. Who thought? Um, maybe Stafford should uh, spread it around a little bit. And even Tutu Atwell, I think there's a bit of a shout out there. He has <laughs> an amazing bomb there. Um, unfortunately, uh, in real life, the Rams lost against second-rate New Orleans team. But we haven't got anything to play for other than fantasy now, so let's hope that Alan Robinson stays a thing, for me at least. Um, at tight end, it should come at no surprise that Travis Kelsey is my hero of the week at uh, that position. 36 points, 15 points above his nearest. Um, he's maybe a villain for some of you because he took all of the touches away from Kadarius Tony. Um, I think there's also a shout-out to Jawan Johnson, who I think at this point, He's not just a flash in the pan. He is a thing. He is a receiving tight end, and I think he should be respected as such. Um, I'm hoping, you know, in in some circles, he gets talked about a bit more. Uh, maybe he gets a team of the week card in Madden or something like that. So I think he's he's fantastic. And for the first time ever in this segment, I'm going to extend it out to um, defense and kickers, even though I don't think they should be included in fantasy. But that's my personal hang up. But some of you guys do, so let, let's talk about it. And uh, 
I'm going to put in some surprise uh, guys here. Well, one of them is a surprise anyway. The Commanders, um, with a pick six and two interception, they absolutely dominated the Texans. Um, I think if if alone there was a clip out of um, a, um, a Commanders defensive lineman absolutely power slamming. It's like a DDT into a RKO into a power slam kind of move on on uh, Damian Pierce. Fantastic. Go and watch it. It deserved points for that alone. But yeah, they scored 22 points on the week, I think. So absolutely amazing performance from them. Uh, Ron Rivera has has got them to be a bit of a, a wild card with uh, with Heineke under centre. And finally, Brett Meyer. There was a couple of um, big kicking games, but I gave it to Brett Meyer because he scored one from 60, 23 points, um, and he won me a game. <laughs> so even though I don't like kickers, he won me a game. Um, but in the villains column, I'm going to put some funny names here and some for some funny reasons as well. Um, Kirk Cousins, you disappointed us so much. Um, he actually scored in one of my formats because I give negative for sacks as well, which is not something that everyone does. Um, yeah, he scored negative four points for me. So he is straight up my villain of the week. Um, Kirk Cousins, you, you regress to the mean. It wasn't even in prime time, mate. What, what are you playing at? Um, Saquon Barkley also joins his ranks uh, another player that I have uh, plenty of shares in uh, 15 for 22 yards 6 points Oof, mate like that's not Saquon um, but he did let other people take to, to take the um, the limelight this week including Daniel Jones who did really well so maybe maybe this was a game plan to lull us back into a false sense of security Saquon we hope you're still in there the next two I'm going to put in there because they played well but no one wanted them to play well. Josh Palmer, 30-plus points on the week, but he's a villain because everyone thought it was going to be a Mike williams Keen Allen game. He scored 30 points and was likely on your bench. He was on my bench for sure. And uh, at tight end, a position which continues to frustrate and annoy Logan Thomas. You've been basically dead for weeks, out for, for however long, and you know questionable starts and all this, and then you come on, He's probably on your bench and he scores 12 points. 12 points is a lot at tight end. And probably, I think it got him tight end six for the week. Oh, brilliant. And uh, another, another negative um, scorer in the defense column, Vikings. They scored minus eight in some formats. Yeah, um, they didn't have any any answers uh, to, to the Cowboys and, and they just you know ran all over them. Uh, but it could have been the Broncos, the Giants or anyone really because there was a lot of really bad defensive performances out there. And uh, if I have to put a villain of the week um, in in the column for um, kicker, I would put Falk. Uh, it's Marshall Falk. No, it's not Marshall Falk. I don't. Even, Nick Falk. Sorry, Marshall Falk is a legendary running back. Nick Falk is a oh, I see a reasonably legendary kicker, but he missed two out of three field goals, which should have been been made in a game that was so so boring. Oh, the Jets. Maybe maybe the Jets are the villains because they just sucked the life out of that game. So in your heroes, you have some some great names: Jalen Hurts, Tony Pollard, Alan Robinson, Travis Kelsey, the Commanders, and Brett Maher. And a shout out to Joan Johnson as an honourable mention as well. In the villains, you have firmly led with the Vikings, with Kirk Cousins and the Vikings D. You've got Saquon, Josh Palmer for being too good on your bench, Logan Thomas for the same reason, and Nick Falk for missing you know two out of three when he's normally automatic, and we rely upon that. Um, yeah, I had some hits and misses this week with some of my predictions as well. It's worth mentioning that I think I said that uh, Christian Watson wouldn't be great. He did fantastically. And uh, I laughed hilariously because one of my opponents had him on his taxi squad, not even elevated him to a position that he can play. Um, there were some players who did bad, as I predicted. 
Pitts didn't do great. Mac Jones didn't do great. DJ Moore is is continues to struggle. Henry, however, smashed it. I predicted a bounce back week for him. I also predicted a bounce back week for Josh Allen. Whiffed a little bit on that one. But my sleeper hit of the week, Darius Slayton, he continues to be great. Um, he, he he got 14 points in a... He was rostered at 0.6% going into last week. Now he's rostered at 15%. He is still a very valuable waiver target. So go and get him. He is serviceable as a as a as a wide receiver. Um, so yeah, I think we did okay in, in our predictions last week, and I think we've given enough plaudits to some heroes and villains. Let's talk about who you should be paying attention to this week. Right, let's just jump straight into it because I'm trying to make these episodes a bit choppier for you, so you can get right into the meat of it. Um, we've got no one on a buy this week. Um, Detroit is playing on Thanksgiving. Um, they're always losing, which uh, the traditions did still stand there. And uh, this week is the first week, I think, that you can play Deshaun Watson. If you want to pick him up, go and do it. If you can, I'm not going to judge much. Well, I'll judge quietly then. Um, but we have got some more people for you to consider, and we'll run through that now. Um, starting with uh, QB, and there's some interesting names on here. I, I provisionally put Matt Ryan on this list. He's uh, he's available in 92% of leagues still. I think there were some questions about his arm strength this week, but there were some really good performances in previous weeks. So I'm I'm still hoping he is going to be on that bubble. Um, I actually picked him up last week and then dropped him for my next wave of wire pick, Jared Goff, who's still available in 75% of leagues. He did really well for me. I'm really happy about his performance this last week. But he is going up against a very tough opponent on a primetime game. It's an island game. He's going to be playing on Thanksgiving. It's going to be going to be tough running there. But uh, yeah, I think there's questions about whether the Buffalo D is still as good as we think it is based on this last week's performance and, and, and performances uh, the week before as well. But um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I'm not really sure if I'm kind of saying Goff is a play here. But I think we're being positive. It's Thanksgiving. Let's be thankful for the fact that we have Jared Goff being fancy relevant for the first time in a long time. Um, Moving forward, we have Heineke um, at Atlanta. I think Heineke is the QB one there. Um, He has outplayed Carson Wentz and he has the trust of his teammates. He's available in 98% of leagues. If you need a quarterback who's serviceable, go get him. Um, He's got an interesting matchup this week against Atlanta. Um, Atlanta can be streaky in defense. They gave up a lot more points than they should have this week against the Bears, but the Bears are doing pretty well at the moment. Um, I think they were unlucky to lose that game, but they just became the Bears again. But Heineke, I think, is a good value pickup, um, especially in two QB leagues. I think you should have him rostered. And I've kept harping on about him, but none of you are listening because he's still available in 95% of leagues. You've got Kenny Pickett, who I think had a great performance at least to the eyes, he had a great performance uh, this week. Yes, they didn't win against Cincy, but he looked great. He was moving around. He was he was mobile. He, he was hitting receivers. He's got a great relationship with both. Um, I pointed this out a few weeks ago, George Pickens and Najee Harris. It seems like they're all coming up together. And uh, it, it feels like the young Steelers are, are doing really well. Uh, and I, I really like watching, uh, watching him play. Um, he's playing on the late night game. Uh, on Monday night or Tuesday night if you're in the UK against Indianapolis. Indianapolis have a softer D than you think, even though they did give um, Philadelphia a bit of trouble. I think they probably tooled up for that game. Um, I think he's a, he's a start this week. So uh, he's someone that, again, in two QB leagues, probably not your QB1. He's a QB2 slash 3, but definitely worthwhile rostering if you have the space for him. 
At running back, it's just becoming so difficult, though. Uh, I've only got two names who I've picked out here, and they're names that you've heard before. Rashad White, coming off a bye, he, he was very much the volume back in Tampa um, before the bye when they were in Munich. Uh, I, I like him. He's against, going against Cleveland away. Are they going to want to control the game and keep it away from Deshaun? Probably. Oh, no, they're not playing Deshaun this week. It's the week after, I think. But either way, um, yeah, they're going to want to keep the ball away from them. He's available in 70% of leagues. And for a starting, semi-semi-starting running back, that's pretty good. You know, it's very, very quiet out there. Um, the other one, I wanted to talk about Baltimore's running backs, but I don't know who to start. Um, Kenyon Drake did nothing. Um, Gus was out late. Uh, he's still available in 85% of leagues. Justice Hill did something, but he's basically unrostered. I think, guys, if you haven't got your running back sorted, you need to get something around a range of trade because the waiver wire is pretty dead out there. But it's a different conversation at the wide receiver position. Um, I have a trio of receivers from one team, uh, and I'm going to talk about the Rams. Yes, they're not really playing for anything at the moment, but Alan Robinson, Van Jefferson, and Tutu Atwell all have their places. Uh, Alan Robinson is, is still available in 40% of leagues because everyone dropped him. No, no. <laughs> I wonder why they did that. It wasn't like he, he was a massive disappointment at the start of the season. But um, yeah, I think he he is not going to be a volume play. He He's, he's going to be streaky, but if you need a wide, a low wide receiver too, Adam Robinson is probably your man. And he's he's probably the best pickup of the bunch, uh, I, I would say. Um, Van Jefferson as well. If you're in deep leagues, you need a wide receiver 3-4. He's your player. And Tutu Atwell, if you're in kind of best ball formats or, or you need someone who is going to be streaking and get one of those big tooled up bombs to to well i love him he's so tiny and he plays way bigger than he is um really really fast as well he is basically unrostered so uh maybe maybe go and take a look at him as well and outside of that you've got uh donovan peoples jones who in a, a really good passing performance actually he still managed to carve out 23 points um, he's only 15% rostered at the moment, which means available 85% of leagues. I think if you need a uh, a spot start, he is definitely one to look at. Paris Campbell rostered the same. Um, he is becoming as good, if not better, than Michael Pittman, who everyone drafted in the fifth round. Paris Campbell went undrafted because he is the training camp star and nothing else. Um, yeah, definitely worth looking. And another one who's available in 85% of leagues still talks about it at the start. Darius Slayton is up from 0.6, so some of you are listening to him, but you know, to me and going after him, not all of you. I've picked him up. Darius Slayton is definitely a, a one to look at this week. Going up against Dallas, which is difficult, but Trayvon Diggs, if he's guarding him, he lets lets people run by him in, in, to, to get the uh, interception, which doesn't harm Darius Slayton's value. It harms the quarterback's value. So think about that when you're when you're looking at him. And finally, I want to mention Nico Collins for the Texans. Um, in a loss, he managed to scrape a few points, and I think he's viable. He's going up against the Miami defense, which is very soft, and uh, that's someone that I would uh, recommend you go and have a look at. At tight end, it's some of the same names as, as well. You've got David Njoku, who, coming back from an injury, he's available in 45% of leagues. He's worthwhile getting. He is going to be a pass catcher for Deshaun as well, so... If you want to make that link, he's definitely someone who could be available to you. Evan Engram, he's been reliable. Um, I think he's only had one game where he's below two points, um, which when you're looking for a waiver wire tight end, that's about as good as you expect. He's not going to give you a goose egg. He's going to do something. He's likely being dropped um, due to a couple of bad performances uh, and a buy-in in week 11. 
He's still available in about 60% of the league. So a bit of a coin flip for both of those players. Um, and his matchup was, who's he got this week? Let's have a look. He's got Baltimore this week. Baltimore D, streaky at best. Um, they're going to get after the quarterback. Yeah, they've got a great linebacker play. Yeah, I'm not really sure how that's going to go. But if they're going to get after the quarterback, Evan Engram remains that. Um, I would say semi-elite um, pass-catching tight end who can be used as a safety valve for a young quarterback. So, yeah, I, I like the, the the logic makes sense there. And we've got two guys who are available in 85% of leagues who I think should be rostered on uh, most players. I've spoken about him before. He was my audible mention at tight end for heroes. We've got Juwan Johnson uh, and Noah Fant. Noah Fant was on a bye, so he likely dropped. Juwan Johnson he is legit, so go after him. So that's a lot. So at QB, Matt Ryan, Goff, Heineke and Pickett. Uh, running back, Rashad White, if you can get him. Uh, wide receiver, any of the Rams, uh, top three. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Paris Campbell, Slayton, Nico Collins. And at tight end, Njoku, Engram, Jawan Johnson and Noah Fant. And uh, that's it for this episode. I'm going to wrap it up here and keep it nice and short. Um, you can find some recommendations from me or and uh, see me tweeting a little bit on game day on Twitter and Instagram at rugby with pads, or you can email me rugby with pads at gmail.com. Um, I'll be back on Wednesday or Thursday uh, where I've got a bit of a rant episode Ooh, talking about planning for the uh, the playoffs. If you guys are in there, little hint, I'm in, I'm in the playoffs in one of my leagues. Yeah. Uh, I'm very much not in another league and we'll stay thankful for everything. So Guys, have a lovely rest of your week. Uh, I will see you a bit later and uh, I will catch you on the virtual gridiron.